Also, just real quick, I accidentally went to a website a second ago um, and I think that I'm going to try and turn it into a website. Um, Tim.is, it tells you what Tim's up to today. Y'all are in this small room they all walked into through the yellow door. The door behind y'all has vanished and has a beard on the wall to the right of y'all. Uh, in this room, there's a small desk with a with a stack of, of paper strewn about. There's also like this nice chair with kind of like a like a fur lining that looks really nice. Uh, and in the corner sets like a small little table that has like a... a like a teapot and like two little teacups. Um, but I'll say that the room is pretty plain. It's not much to to the room, uh, visually speaking. What, what color is the door again? Uh, the the door that had uh, appeared is yellow. Okay. Hey, Charlene, I think we got lucky. I think this is a timeout room. We get to sit and have a cup of tea and, you know, ponder. It's nice. I'm not sure I want to drink that tea. <laughs> um, Jacques's going to go over and sniff the tea. Okay, yeah, uh, it, it smells like tea. It's a really strong, strong smelling tea. No, it smells fine, Charlene. If there's anything I've learned about this mansion so far, I don't want to eat or drink anything in it. They don't know what would happen. Maybe we just pour the tea on the floor. That seems like a good plan. And Charlene will go over and pick up the tea kettle. <laughs> okay, and you're you're pouring it on the floor. I'm just gonna I'm gonna inspect it. I'm gonna take the lid off. I'm gonna see what color the tea okay. is. Is it green tea? Is it white tea? Is it black tea? Uh, it, it, it's a dark colored tea. And, and it's it smells real strong. Uh, it does kind of smell like like a black tea of sorts. Is it still hot? Uh, no, it's it's not hot. It's it's room temperature. It's it's been sitting out for a while. You can you can presume. There are cups. Yes, there are two two cups. Something about this room makes me really uneasy, and I can't put my finger on it. Well, most ghosts you can't put your finger on, Charlene, but luckily the ghost in this mansion you can. <laughs> um, so don't be too upset. I think I think it's fine. I think we can. I think we can navigate a, a teapot. Here, you hold this, and she's gonna hand Jacques the, the teapot. She's gonna take the cups and put them on the ground. She's gonna take the table and flip the table upside down. See if there's anything okay, written you, on the bottom of the table. Yeah. So you, you take the the small small table and like like to, to describe this table a bit better. Uh, it's like one of those like kind of like nightstand tables, like like round, has like a central pillar. It's about like a little bit higher than waist height. Uh, so yeah, so you pick it up and inspect the bottom. Uh, there, there's no writing on it. Nothing seems off. It's very sturdy. It's made of mahogany. Jacques, I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> Jacques is just gonna drink some of the tea. Are you gonna bother pouring <laughs> it in the glass that's on the floor, or are you just gonna drink it from the pot? Just from the pot. <laughs> <laughs> you you drink it from the pot. Uh, it just it just tastes like room temperature tea. A little bit stale, if anything, but it's not 
awful tasting. It's not pleasant. Chocolate tangerine. Why are you? Okay, I guess it's not poison. Um. Roll constitution. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, There's constitution. no constitution in this game. <laughs> roll it's, condition. Rolled, it's not a democracy. I rolled a, f- I rolled a four anyway. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's not too good. <laughs> oh no, ghost tea! Get out of my belly. The, um, the water just comes out of your stomach. <laughs> the liquid just. <laughs> I joke. That's that didn't. That does not happen. <laughs> um. Cool. <laughs> uh, Jacques um, hands the teapot to his umbrella um, and says, Here, hold this for a second. Um, I'm going to wander up to the door that's appeared and knock on it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so the umbrella is trying to balance it on its, you know, uh, head bird shaped uh, handle as you walk over to the door in, knock on it. The door uh, opens up. Uh, there's a floating white glove that that's opening uh, the door from the the other end. So it's opening inward toward you. So the door is opening, and it's just a glove. It's just a glove floating, pulling yes. the door. Just a it's just a floating glove that that has uh, opened the door from the other side. And what do I see through the door? Uh, you you see the Glen with the you know the little shack. Uh maybe. Maybe this is really easy room, Charlene. Maybe we just leave. Okay, but I'm bringing this teapot with me. Okay. Here, umbrella. Let me... You really should name your umbrella. I mean, we really should name our magical artifacts. Okay, let, yeah, let me take... Yeah, there we go. Okay, got it. I mean, I think that's... I think that's the scroll case calling the kettle black there. Like, does your artifact have a I, name? I just said we should name both of them. Okay. We, we should name our magical <laughs> artifacts. I feel like that is overdue um Jacques um squats down in front of his umbrella so that he's eye level with its um (laughs) handle and he says um okay uh names uh nod once if you like the sound of this if not I'll just keep listing names um Jenny Oh, am I supposed to react to this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Because <laughs> like, like this, this is your umbrella. You control it no, for no, all intents and purposes. No, 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 no. It's really, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the umbrella doesn't move. Um, Tiffany. The umbrella definitely doesn't move. Uh, Frank? The umbrella nods. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> I don't know if you wanted Frank. <laughs> Fine. Okay, well, if um, that is Frank, scroll case? How do you feel about Shirley? <laughs> so you ask it, and the scroll case opens up, popping out a letter, and it reads, Frankly, dear, I don't give a damn. Huh. Your scroll case is very sassy. <laughs> Charlene looks at the scroll case and goes, No, Frank is his name! Is it him? Is it an it? Is it a they? I'm gonna go with they. Frank the they. Alright, scroll case, if you don't give a damn. Um, (laughs) Alright. I can't call you my dear, because that would be weird. So I guess your name is Darling. Darling? Darlene. There we go, Charlene and Darlene. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, that's cute. That's really good. I like it. <laughs> and Jacques walks through the door. Guys, we've named our magical artifacts. I'm so happy. I can't believe it took us 26 episodes to name our artifacts. <laughs> it took us 26 episodes to note that these artifacts are sentient? <laughs> that just happened. <laughs> um, uh, so, so you both walk out the door? Mm-hmm. I wait for Frank. And then I follow Frank <laughs> with Darlene <laughs> and the teapot. All right. So you, you take the teapot. Uh, you follow uh, Frank the Umbrella. As, as we kind of go through the door, I, I look at the umbrella and I get real close to my nose and I go, are you alive too? To the teapot. Uh, the teapot doesn't do anything. Okay. So that's not, not your Mrs. name. Pot. Got it. <laughs> um, but you, you both walk out the door. Uh, and the the glove waves and and shuts the door. And once again, uh, the door shakes and trembles and turns into a stand that has a room, uh, the, the same room that you're in in a small little cube box that ha- that's tinted yellow. All right, Jacques, we've got some sentient magical artifacts and another mooshed room. I don't. I'm confused, Charlene. I I thought these were all like, you know, puzzles or like riddles or and like the first one was you had to play a game and this one we just had to I don't know commit petty larceny and steal a teapot. Um, well, you drank it. It's half gone. The teapot is yeah, half okay. empty. Don't tell me it's half full. Okay. Okay, fine. Let's 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 keep going. Um, uh, one door left. Jacques, as he goes towards the green door, just pokes his head around to see if he can see the patchwork man. The patchwork man isn't anywhere to be seen. You see a shack. Uh, the door is closed, but mm. it's it's eerily quiet. Okay. Uh, I'll go to the green door and open it. Yeah, so you uh, open the green door. And inside it is this large uh, auditorium full of, like, empty seats. And far along the, the far wall is a stage with the curtains closed. Shock! I wonder if it's gonna be that play that you like. <gasps> oh, I hope so. Let's go sit in the front row. I'll race you. Um, Jacques uh, runs towards the front row, but as he goes, he's unbuttoning his dress shirt, <laughs> and underneath, he's wearing a t-shirt that says, um. Heartbeat Small Theatre Company tour, whatever the year is, and lists uh, a bunch of locations, but the only location is Heartbeats. <laughs> so it's just like Heartbeats listed like a handful of times. A number of times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. <laughs> as y'all are uh, making your way to the to the front row, as you get closer, you notice a young man is sitting on the, the edge of the stage, kind of looking dejected. Oh, uh, hi, I'm Charlene. This is Darlene. Oh, and that's Jacques and Frank. Uh, the the young man looks up at, at both of you. Oh, hi. I am Spade. Please tell me y'all are the replacements. <gasps> replacements for what? Uh, for for the for the dance battle. Y- yeah, d- dance bat. Jacques, dance battle. I don't. I don't know how to dance! Jacques kind of deflates a little bit, and he says, Oh, 
this isn't a play? No, it's better than a play. It's interpretive dance battle. Oh, if it's interpretive, I got this. Yes, absolutely. Darlene and Charlene are here as replacements. Who are we replacing? The people who just decided not to show up. I've been waiting here for like... And he starts counting on, on his fingers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight whole days! And he's only holding up one hand, mind you. <laughs> uh, and as he's like stretching out his hand, you notice that he has very long arms. like th uh, And they have like three joints. So there's like an extra uh, forearm of sorts. It's like eight whole days. Can you believe it? Well, uh, we are here to be your replacements. Just show us what you need us to do. This is going to be great. <laughs> uh, it'll it'll sure be something. <laughs> Jazz can't dance. So now Charlene can't dance. <laughs> Jacques can't dance. Rob can tap dance. All right. So uh, Spade stands up. Um, once again, his arms are very long, but so are his legs also having three joints. And he's standing about like a good solid 10, 11 feet tall. All right, come on. Get up on stage. Do we, do we have to be your dance partners? Because I think I'm going to have a hard time reaching. No, what? No, it, the, these, this is a singular uh, competition. Uh, okay, great. Um, I'm ready whenever the music starts. Charlene is going to climb up on the stage awkwardly because she's like only 5'6". <laughs> Jack climbs up as well. Uh, y'all climb up on stage and Spade kind of uh, designates y'all to your your two spots. Uh, one of y'all is to his left. The other is to the right. He is center stage. Of course. So Spade uh, stretches out his arms and legs and gets ready. And the lights that were lighting up the stage uh, dim and a light shines singularly on to Spade. And he starts moving. His arms and legs start moving like the ocean cascading down through the edge of the world as he contorts and twists. Their their body starts stretching longer, going up into the sky like a like a tree growing in the blazing sun as his as his chest sinks down lower to the floor. And then the music stops and the lights come back on. And he st stands back up. Ah, oh, refreshing. Which which one of you wants to go next? Spade, that was that was amazing. Thank you. I, I I can I can go next. That's fine. I'll go next. Okay. And he he steps back, and as you step forward from your position, a light focuses on you. Charlene starts a little bit like a ragdoll. Like, head down, limp, and then seems to, like, come to life a little bit like a doll. Um, and then turns into, like, a ballet dancer and, like, does some spins and some twists. And at some point, uh, she has to take off both the satchel and the scroll case and kind of, like, lay them on the floor so that she can continue dancing. And it's very, um... 
waltz meets ballet meets the three-year-old toddler tumbling recital. It's not very coordinated. Okay. <laughs> it sounds amazing. And then the music swells and then stops. And she freeze frames. Spade claps. That was very good. I think you might have a shot of beating me. Well, we haven't seen Jacques and Frank yet. Um, Jacques uh, wanders up to the space on the stage, um, Frank hopping along next to him. <laughs> the music starts and then um, Jacques looks down at Frank and Frank looks up at Jacques and nothing happens. And, oh, um, Jacques puts up his hand for a moment just to stop the music. Says, oh, just a second. Sorry. I just need to, just need to have a, um, sorry, choreography session. And he squats down next to um, Frank and he whispers something. And the umbrella is sort of just nodding at him and nodding at him and then makes sort of like a, what do you mean gesture? And then Jacques <laughs> says something and then it starts nodding again. Um, and then Jacques stands back up and says, oh, okay, we're, we're okay. Ready to go now. The music comes on and I'm not going to, sorry, sorry, listeners. I'm not going to try and knock off this music for this, but it's vaguely similar to Peter and the Wolf. Um, uh, which if you haven't heard is one of my favorite, uh, when I was a kid, it was one of my favorite orchestral pieces. Um, uh, and, uh, Frank immediately starts to sort of hop around the stage and make kind of bird motions, which sort of is helped by his hand looking like a bird. His, his, the, the umbrella is sort of opening up and looking a little, a little bit like wings and Jacques leaps to the floor on all fours, uh, and starts making wolf-esque motions. Uh, and prowling around the floor. And then he like looks to the audience and says, oh, I'm a wolf. In case has, anyone hasn't got that, I'm a wolf. This is wolf motions. And then he starts to prowl after Frank. And, and it's kind of this comedy kind of dancing where like um, uh, Jacques will like uh, lunge forward in kind of a dramatic kind of um, quasi uh, ballet leap. And um, Frank will have uh, pirouetted out of the way and not be noticing the wolf at all. Um, and this repeats for a while until Jacques collapses on the ground tired, not realizing how much effort it is to crawl around on a stage. Uh, to which Frank rushes over to him and starts to perform fake interpretive CPR on Jacques, who is mock <laughs> passing out. Um, and the music just stops suddenly and it doesn't really make a lot of sense. That was <laughs> quite interpretive of you. Good job. You, you see Spade just standing there, staring at you, jaw agape. And he takes his hand and he like closes his his mouth from his chin, like just pushes it up. And he kind of like rolls his shoulder, cracks his neck, rolling his head around. And that was the most unique performance I have ever seen. And there you have it. A man and his umbrella. A man in his umbrella. Judge? And Spade uh, turns to the the empty auditorium. The lights from the stage uh, turn and start moving across the the auditorium to light up the the seats. And as the light moves and covers over the seats, uh, audience members start start filling in 
as as the light goes and in the center of it is a like long desk uh with three kind of faceless individuals all uh holding up a sign one sign says charlene and darlene the other two signs says weird umbrella guy once the lights fully stop moving and and enclose making the audience disappear as it singles into these three uh judges who have announced that two of their their votes for the winner is jacques or weird man with the umbrella and eventually the the lights fully go go out and the auditorium starts shaking uh, good good job spade um i think that's our cue to leave um i'm glad we made good replacements bye bye safe travels i hope we i hope we do this again um and as the room shakes you you guys see spade since you're really close to him he's shaking with the room but he doesn't seem to be disturbed by the shaking like he doesn't seem to notice it yep definitely our cue to go bye this was this was a great time wasn't it jock this was so much fun interpretive dance who knew yeah that was that was um that was really fun spade we'll um we'll see you soon maybe bye (laughs) charlene and darlene and the satchel just start sprinting up well charlene is holding darlene in the satchel and start sprinting back up to get out of the room before it mooshes uh, you all uh, exit this room, and once you do, the green room once the uh, the green door once again shakes, and a pedestal appears with a green room that looks like the auditorium in a small little green translucent box, and you see Spade on on stage uh, in the middle of a wave, uh, uh, frozen and looking like a like a doll, like a toy. He looks like a doll even more than I did. That's interpretive. He's interpreting you, Charlene. <gasps> wow. <laughs> Y'all are now in this uh, glen once again. We've done all the doors and we've got to the moosh rooms. We still haven't found the Raccoon King or Astrin or the spices that we need for the festival. And I don't know what to do. Um... I mean, I guess we just have to find more mooshed rooms, because weren't those three lads downstairs? Lads, I wouldn't say that. Um, weren't those three guards downstairs? They asked for three of a color, right? So I guess we just have to do this six more times and then cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, okay. Yeah, that, um, yeah, of course. I'm going to go knock on the shack door. Shock don't do that. We thought we did that. You knock on the shock door and there's no response. Um, I just poke my head in. Yeah, you you creak it open. You look in and it's empty. Uh, The the patchwork dolls, uh, the patchwork man uh, are not there. It's just a empty long table with a lot of uh, teacups and stuff. That's all kind of broken in various ways. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we carry on, Charlene. Um, is there a staircase up or down, or is it just the area we came from? 
just the area y'all came from is the only uh, exit is the, the same entrance. Yeah, so I think we go back out of the glen towards the rainbow rooms. Yep. Yeah, the ca- cascading color of hallways. Yeah. So you to go uh, back out, you guys get to the, the, the staircase once again. And instead of going down the stairs where the, the three guards are still there, just really still statuesque, uh, y'all go up through the the other path where there's the hallway of cascading colors that, that just go blink, blink, blink. And as y'all walk further and further into the this hall, the, the colors, they don't disappear because you, you know that those colors are still there. But you also see with, with your eyes that everything is turning grayer and grayer, like everything is turning into like a like a grayscale. But you know that this blinking light is red. This one is blue. This one is green. This one's yellow. But what you're visually seeing is gray, different shades of gray. Uh, and at the end of this hallway is a, a door with a with a neon sign above it that says gray bar. Oh, um, Jacques knocks. You you knock, and the the door opens as you knock. Uh, there's no one who opening the door. So on the inside of this bar is what you would picture a like 1920s speakeasy. You have a lot of people on uh, bar stools, kind of hunch over, kind of kind of drinking, kind of talking quietly amongst themselves. There's a few people kind of smoking at like wooden round tables. Some are like just playing cards on like a big barrel. Um, though, though there is one thing that stands out out of this whole cascade of of gray scaled uh, people in this this gray scale bar is a a woman who her herself is grayscale, but her jacket is red, and she is sitting at the end of the bar alone. Jacques, if all of my times reading those comics have taught me anything, it's that she's the person we need to talk to. Oh, I didn't know that you read comics, Charlene. What's your favorite? You probably haven't heard of it. Let's go talk to her. Yeah. So you make your way uh, closer to this woman, and she looks a little familiar, but you you've both have never met this person before. Um... But in her hands is, is a drink, though, as you get closer, you notice that it's a, a mushroom that she's drinking. Uh, and she's just sipping on it as y'all approach. Uh, 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 jazz is uncomfortable. <laughs> Don't worry, everyone in the bar is drinking out of square shaped glasses. Okay. Don't worry about it. They're just they're just rooms that are mushed. It's fine. What are harm these could it be? seats taken? Hmm. Are these seats oh, n- are they taken? Oh no! You can you can sit there. She takes a sip of her drink. Oh, what's what's the special you're drinking? Oh, this this is a blue mushroom. A, a blue one. Huh. Yeah. Does it does it taste good? You can order one. Shark walks up to the bar and orders two green mushrooms, two blue mushrooms, and two red mushrooms. Are those the colors? The the bartender looks at you and goes, I'm sorry, fella. You want a drink? You gotta pay me a story. Oh, like any story? The the bar, bartender just kind of shrugs. 
and the the woman in the the red jacket kind of just chuckles a little bit. Am I able to hear Jacques' conversation at the bar? Yeah, yeah, y'all y'all aren't that far apart from each other. A story, huh? What story did you tell to get that blue room? <laughs> I just won the stories I'm in. Same with all of us. The stories we've been in? You mean the rooms? The the woman like just turns on her, her stool. You see all these people, head down, drinking. They're all in stories that have been dying. So, you're all... You all get told which story you're going to be in. And then you're in it. And then you come here and tell the story and get a room to drink? Something like that. Um, I mean, I'm happy to give it a go, unless you have a story you want to tell Charlene. I mostly just tell other people's stories. So, go for it. Okay, um, well, um... Uh, when I was a kid, I went to the zoo, and I saw the jaguars, and I really liked them, and so I decided that I wanted one of them. So I paid a guard for a lot of money, and I took that jaguar home. But on the way, I had to have uh, the jaguar on the bus with me, because I was too young to drive, so I didn't have a car yet. Um, although I tend to take the bus anyway, because I find traffic bothersome. But, um, you know, it's doubly bothersome to be on a bus when you've got a jaguar and all of the people on the bus are freaking out so that's the time um that's the first time i went to um a jail um that um that's my story the bartender just eyes you that sounds like one wild story what kind of drink did you want uh two blue two cream and two yellow mushrooms like i said you get one pick um uh, could I have a green room, thanks? And the bartender hands you a green mushroom. Oh. You are good with green, right, Charlene? Yeah, of course. Um, hey, so when I was a kid, I got stabbed with a pencil, but it wasn't a lead pencil, it was a fake pencil. The end. Can I have a green one? The, the bartender just shakes his head. Uh, and the the woman kind of nudges you, the, the one in the red jacket. You gotta give him a better story than that. Okay. Come on. So he, He's used the stories of, like, well, my stories, for one. The best stories Charlie Klein has ever written. Who doesn't love a good noir story starring me? Astrid, the woman in red, spreads fears all across... Borealis. What did you say? What's your name? Astrin. She named you Astrin. Does this woman look familiar? Uh, as I said, this woman does look a little familiar, but like I also said, you don't know her. Right, Astrin. Beautiful name. Reminds me of someone I know that also has that bitch. She might have been named after you. Okay, so let me set the scene for you about eight years old. I'm at school, and I've got this feeling that there's something not quite right, you know? There's something in the school that just doesn't sit well with me. And it's not the schoolwork, or the books, or the studying, 
But like, the paper doesn't feel right. The pencils don't feel right. The chalk seems to like, stick to your hand. Chalk's not supposed to stick to your hand. So, I tell my homeroom teacher about this. And she tells me, nah, it's no big deal. So I tell the janitor about this. And he goes, nah, it's no big deal. And then I tell the nurse about this. And she goes, don't tell anybody. And that's when I knew that there was something going on. And then I made sure to make Tommy, who sits in the back row, really, really angry. So much so that he almost broke his pencil in half. And then I like poked him in the shoulder and I caught the pencil with my hand and he stabbed me with it. That's when I knew that I didn't die from lead poisoning because they were fake pencils. I was right. I was right all along. That's how he became a journalist and got stabbed by a fake pencil. And found out that I didn't have hemophilia. (laughs) (laughs) The bartender slides you a green uh, green mushroom. So she takes the green mushroom and she, she... She's still caught up in this story mode, right? And, like, loves the idea of everyone in the room watching her. She tells this really suspenseful, noir-esque story. And she takes a really big sip. And then goes, oh! Oh! I... Sorry, went down the the wrong way. Woo! That's, um... That's an interesting taste. The green one's always this way? That's just mountain juice, shall we? Mm. <laughs> it's Mountain Dew, the most yeah. radical flavor. <laughs> no, 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 it's better. It's Surge. Oh my God, Surge! The most dangerous. You you mentioned the person who writes the stories. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What about it? Do you know? Where they're at? I mean, I love a good story, and I love telling a good story, but I love people who write stories even more. You know where we might find Charlie? She's probably in her writer's room, like always. Where's the writer's room? I want to see if I can get you a new story. Can you take me there? She's probably in her writer's room, like always. And as she repeats this, uh, her red jacket... Uh, turns gray as well and her head just turns back to her drink uh, and his head is sunken down like everyone else in this room got it thanks let me see if I can get you a new story hey friend thanks for dropping by heartbeats that was a good time huh We have more fun times on Patreon, which contains bonus content and helps to support the show. You can find it at patreon.com slash heartbeatscast. If you want to get in contact with us, you can find us on Twitter at heartbeatscast. You can find our ingenious storyteller Xander at adeptxander. You can find the effervescent jazz at orange like jazz. And I post pictures of my dogs at potentiallyrob. Hope you have a lovely week. Bye, friend.